Okay, hi. Welcome back to Conversation Chronicles. This is episode five, I think. Yeah, five. So part two with Gabby. Um, sorry, I wanted to do a quick intro just to A put a very big disclaimer out there like we did at the beginning of last episode. Just to remind you that this episode is not for the faint of heart. We talk about sexual abuse, violence, murder, suicide, cults, conspiracies. So if any of that sounds like it could even remotely trigger you, maybe don't listen. And although I did upload this podcast episode a couple hours late, usually they should be up at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time every Sunday. So you can just come back next week and listen to that one instead. Um, speaking of next week's episode, uh, well, I mean, I have an episode for next week, but for the following weeks, if anybody, like, even kind of wants to come on, I would really appreciate that, just because I feel like I need more variety on the podcast, because everybody that I've had so far, I'm very close with, so the conversations are a bit scrambled, so if anybody that is listening even kind of wants to come on, please let me know. That'd be a big help. Okay, I'm going to shut up now, but I hope you enjoy. Um, so, eventually, two of these girls, well, not two of the girls of the cult, um, decided that they wanted out. So, their names were Ruby and Sophia, and they were nieces to Wesson. Um, they begged him to let them go, and ultimately Wesson decided to agree, but only under one condition. They would have to leave their two sons behind. Um, the two girls had no choice but to agree if they wanted to get out, so they did. Um, and so Ruby and Sophina were freed from the cult, and they did their best to adjust to their new lives, but the horrors of the cult haunted them, and they were like, it was like trauma to them. It was trauma, not Yeah, trauma. bro, I, would, I could not. <laughs> no, because like, if they're literally isolated from everything, like, all of society, yeah. their whole lives. I did read one thing, because I was doing lots of research on, like, the afterlife, or not the afterlife, but like the the people, the survivors of this entire yeah. thing's lives now and more recently. And obviously, like trying to keep it the most private as possible. So I'm not going to go out and like expose them. But they did say that if the conditions were different and instead of being two sons, it was two daughters, they would never have left mm. because the sons were basically just there to work. Yeah, and the which daughters probably would have had a way worse. It's disgusting. Outcome. Don't get me wrong. Like child labor, not cute. But if it were a woman, then they like probably feel more it. strong about like more. They probably feel stronger about their dad, especially because like, they're women. Yeah, and if they they know what's gonna happen, they were the two nieces. Yeah, so there were two of the five people that he started abusing at the age of eight. So they did not. Want and on to top of that, and on top of that, they. <laughs> Realization. Oh yeah, sorry. Because I was trying to think about this because later on it says that like the reason that the police were involved was because of a custody battle. Mm-hmm. Ruby and Sophia's children were his too. Yeah. Because they were pregnant with both of them. Oh my god. Okay. Sorry. Moving on. So in 2004, they decided to go back to their sons because I honestly can't imagine like the guilt. So you feel to like I could never. There. I could never ever ever. And as they should, like, they got out when they could. They were probably terrified terrified, and so strong for doing that. I just personally don't think that I'd be able to leave my children. Um, but the woman contacted 
family outside of the cult to help them. And together they kind of teamed up and showed, like they literally just showed up outside of one of the commercial offices that Lesson was renting for the cult to live in. Because at this point in time, like, first of all, he can't afford it. Like, what's a big area that you can keep a lot of people in for cheap? Come off Vegas. Exactly. And then on the 12th of March, 2004, the police were summoned to what was described as a child custody issue and a standoff ensued at, this is their address, um, 761 West Hammond Avenue. Nice. Don't know what information that's going to bring anybody, but you know what? The more you, you know, look it up, Fresno, it up. get into it. Google Maps. I don't even think that, I think the house was torn down. Mm. Well. I mean, I would not want to live there if the house was torn down. I would not want to live there even if the house was torn down. I, mean, no, I don't um, even want to live in, wow, words. I don't even want to live in Fresno. You know the mess epidemic that's going on there? That, like, Fresno does seem like a very no, messy. Fresno is breathing with, like, meth addicts all over the place. And yeah. needles everywhere. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> um, so, upon arrival at the scene, Ruby and Sophina told the officers that Wesson was going to hurt the kids. Um. <laughs> Sorry, brain fart. Yeah, uh, so they told them that Wesson and some of the other women had a suicide pact uh, that they regularly discussed and sort of renewed. Um, so it was that if anyone in law enforcement showed up at the at the cult sort of premises, the women were supposed to kill themselves and their children. Well, the children first, obviously. Um, <laughs> whoopsies. Um, and then when the police went to speak to Wesson, he agreed to let the kids go, but first he wanted to say goodbye, which... Rookie mistake. No, you're not supposed Rookie to let that happen. Mistake. You he's supervised, at least. Yeah. I don't know. And, also, then, and then he went into a different room. He shut the door, and the officers waited, like, an hour and a half. An hour and a half. Before he came back out. But... Guess what happened? When he came back out, he was drenched in blood. Surprise. I also just, like, want to add the fact that, like, I'm a little bit confused. Yeah. Okay? I'm a little bit confused. Yeah. Because his entire Bible and philosophy was based around the end of the world. Yeah. I have no idea what vampires have to do with that, though. Pardon my French, but doesn't... I don't know why it's a part of my French. I'm not going to cuss. But doesn't committing suicide... As you're into, like, the entire call, it's not like there was one person that could, like, live it onward. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, they fully all just, like, oh. well, what's the point? Well, we don't know that that was the case, but if they were talking about a suicide pact, then what, like, I don't understand why they would have a suicide pact if their end goal was to be prepared for the end of the world. Well, I feel like, you know what, I'm going to use an example for the Y2K people, you know, year 2000. Yeah. Um, a lot of them, there was one called, called the Applegate Cult. Uh, where they decided that there was going to be, like, this whole superior world to Earth. So, like, to sort of travel into that world, you had to kill yourself. But the cult members weren't told that. They were sort of poisoned and then, you know, some sort of ritualistic mass suicide, and they just all died. So the neighbors claimed to have heard gunshots during the period of time that Wesson was allowed to say goodbye. But officers, however, didn't hear shit. Well, they said they didn't hear shit. 
Yeah, but we don't but know I if they were lying. Okay, but I feel like they probably like. I'm not trying to say that the officers weren't lying because honestly, I don't know, and I really hope they weren't. You know, I mean, to be fair, if they were in their like cop cars or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like and blasting fucking music and eating their donuts. <laughs> America. America. Okay, but so officers immediately arrested Wesson. Um, when he walked out of the building, while the others all just stormed inside, and and I quote, there was a literal pile of bloody human bodies. So there were nine dead, which is. Not all of his family, to be fair. No, not all of his family, but it's horrible. So many people. Just imagine how how long. Okay. How long do you think it would take to kill nine people? But that depends on the circumstances, which we'll get to in a minute. But the victims raged, raged, Rang. ranged from the ages twenty-five to just one-year-olds. You kill an infant. No. I mean, to really did just so abuse an infant or his infants, but I don't understand that. It's like, anyway, oh, and then another thing which I found really interesting, or not interesting, disgusting, but interesting, is again, so just to go on with like the whole ritualistic thing, every single one of the people had been shot in the eye, and like that was their cause of death. Like, it, there was one gunshot in every single victim, and it was in the eye. More the bodies been donated, do you think? What do you mean? Like, after death? I don't think so. Uh, yeah, I actually feel like they were. Because it said, well, you're going to say... There was a body, a, like, well, a pile of like how bloody they, bodies. How did they get to a pile? Exactly, and, and they were all, body. like, very entangled. Yeah. So they had to be sort of, like, picked apart, basically. You know, and he also had blood all over his shirt. Yeah. So, like, maybe the fact that they were entangled was part of its... Yeah, like, it literally took hours for police to confirm the number of dead, right? So, even the I, police... Okay, that I don't understand. Yeah, I don't either. How does it take so many hours? I, that that and like definitely I verified means that, that it was, shit. like... No, it definitely means that they were mutilated afterwards. Like, either cut into pieces or something. I don't know what he yeah, did, but... that would but... have been said. Okay, well, I, don't I don't know how... Oh, well, maybe because... I think I can understand. Because it takes ages for coroners to get there, and... Some if bodies are in not good conditions, and if they have been moved post mortem, then the coroner needs to be there to verify all the things that police chief or police officer doesn't have the qualifications to do. And if it's a crime scene, then they need detectives. No, also the fact that the coroners don't even have to have a medical background. If you're, if they don't, I took a class. Skin disgusting. I know they don't. They have to. It's voted. Did you know that? You can literally, I could literally, well, not really at the age that I am at right now, um, but the only thing that you have to have to be voted for coroner is, guess what? High school diploma. Shut up. You can literally decide the cause of death for somebody's carcass with a high school diploma. Just think about it. The good people, like the real, okay, hold on. The people who actually have medical backgrounds are called medical examiners, so that also might be a reason why it took so long. Oh, yeah, yeah, Oh, but also, like, I mean, I ain't gonna lie, you gotta be kind of fucked up in the head to become a foreigner in the first place. Well, you might want to help people, but you don't want to go through so much school, you know? Yeah, but you can help people. Yeah, no, but, like, I personally no. could not be a coroner just because, first of all, 
You would smell bodies. so bad. Like, I know that's a very stupid thing to say in this, like, situation, but you would smell so beyond disgusting. Mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway. Um, so... Oh, the police chief, his name was Jerry Dyer. <laughs> Dyer. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was gruesome. Um, said that there may have been some kind of ritual involved, again, with the being shot in the eye thing. Um, but they don't have, like, enough evidence to make that determination. Yeah, but after further investigation, I feel like it's kind of... I think it was concluded by not only the jurors, but the court and everybody surrounding it that it was. Yeah. I don't know. Well, um, the crime scene investigation began shortly after 10 p.m. and was expected to continue into the early morning. Um, authorities began removing the bodies of two women and seven children, including infants. Um, most of the victims were actually female, um, one in her 20s and one about 17, and then children ranging from one year old to eight, which is, again, Dis- horrible. Disgusting. So, when he went to trial, he pled not guilty. Hmm, surprise. Um, and his defense was that the mother of the children killed them and then killed herself. I mean, that is their pact, but like, if we go, okay, let's go into Charles Manson's case. You know, this man, he literally was like, Okay, yeah, you guys, you're going to go into this woman's house, kill her, this pregnant woman's house, excuse me, kill her and her friends, and sort of make it look like another crazy person had done it. But he actually was charged with their murder. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah. I. He was charged, and they were charged, but, like, they were charged with some sort of manipulation in their thing. Yeah, that's what, I mean, I'm not trying to give him any credit that he doesn't deserve, but... You gotta be quite clever to be able to not only manipulate people into... You have to be eloquent, too. Yeah, and I feel like usually cult leaders have a certain educational background that he doesn't have. Mm-hmm. And for that reason, I'm not trying to give him any credit again. Because he is and will remain a really, really bad person. But... Like, you gotta give a little bit or something. Because mm-hmm. imagine, like, absolutely no high school. Like, he dropped out of high school. Mm-hmm. Like, he has less of an education that we have. Especially considering his mother was not the richest. Mm-hmm. So she couldn't, in San Bernardino, California. Like, you can't you can't really afford that much money. Which also could be another reason why he had to drop out of high school and go to the army. Mm-hmm. It's not specified, but. Um. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so that's what the pact was, and the members of the cult who still believed and trusted him, because again, they're completely brainwashed, these people, defended him in court, and were like, yeah, it wasn't his idea, like, mom did it. Mm. Like, imagine. Mom did it my ass. Thank you. Um, and eventually, like, the jury decided that Wesson was guilty, and, hold on, um, and he was charged for all accounts of sexual assault and murder um and so ultimately the jury decided that Wesson was guilty and uh he was charged for all counts of sexual sexual assault um and murder he was sentenced in 2005 after his hearing in 2004 um and as of 2020 the man still awaits execution on death row 
at Sam Fulton, 9th entry, or jail. Yeah, 9th entry. Sometimes. You are encouraged. Perry. Um, however, it is unlikely for him to face execution as the state of California has since banished the death penalty. Um, we love that, but not for this man. No, um, even for this man. I don't... And no executions have been committed since 2006. Yeah, so the, I, like he's kind of just sitting on death row. Yeah. Awaiting a, like a... Slow state. death. He's not even gonna die. And he's like, not even cool or anything. Like, thank God. Like, you know. Anyway, so after his trial, after his trial, so during his trial, he was represented by public defenders Peter Jones and Ralph Torres, and they presented the defense. What? Oh, and presented the defense that his twenty-five-year-old daughter, Sabrina, Sabrina, Sabrina. That's that's, oh, that's a very bizarre. That's Writing. like very, I think it has to do with like any really perfect one or something. Mm-hmm. Sabrina, whose 18 month, 18 month old son, Marshy, so Wesson's own son and grandson, that's fucking disgusting, yes. was killed as well and had herself commit the suicide. The murder. And then, oh yeah, the murders and then subsequently suicide, which was what the pack did dictate. Yes. So the murder weapon was a 22 caliber. 22. Point twenty two caliber handgun and was found with her body. And Sabrina's DNA was found on the gun, which lent credence to Wesson's thing. Okay. I don't I'm not very well educated on like the degrees of murder, but if you push someone to commit murder, I think that's still you. Like if it's a pact that you have inculcated into your wife and mother of child then i feel like your sister is if not more responsible you are definitely more responsible i don't know can you find anything well i found that murder includes premeditated murder so that's first degree murder i feel like it was kind of premeditated but like it was planned on if yeah it was a very circumstantial yeah thing so i'm not sure i don't know doesn't what matter we'll figure it out later excuse <laughs> me <laughs> Excuse you. Um, so the jury declined to find that Weston fired the fatal shots, but they convicted him of murder anyway, presumably finding that he had persuaded his children to enter into a suicide pact, which is not the nice. You know? Um and Weston was eventually convicted convicted of nine counts of first degree murder. There we go, that's our answer. Um yeah, because it was premeditated. On June 17, 2005, and also found guilty on 14 counts of forcible sexual assault and the sexual molestation of seven of his daughters and nieces. Yay! Okay, but there, like, yeah. Um, there was, however, a lot of debate around whether or not he was the one that pulled the trigger or not. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that there's any way of, like, actually proving it. But I do know that, I think it was the same thing in Waco. Um, or don't quote me on that, but generally cults do some kind of, like, I don't want to say ritual, but ceremony in which the members prove their alliance to the Mm. cult and devotion to it. So I know that in some cases there are cults that will make people drink wine and then say that there's poison in the wine. And see how people react. Like it's just really manipulative. Yeah, and they want to make sure that they can they can pledge allegiance almost. Like, yeah. You know, like, 
so that they know that they won't leave. Yeah, and this gives me very much that kind of vibe. But at the same time, he did... Okay, so this is what I think happened. I have absolutely no qualifications to make an assumption, but this is what, because of the research that I've done, I believe. I think that he went in because, okay, an hour and a half is a long time. I think that throughout that hour and a half, he convinced the entirety of the cult inside to turn against their family and to then fulfill the pact that he had made, almost like pushing Sabrina to commit this terrible act and then commit suicide. Mm -hmm. I do, however, think that he helped her. I think that he shot her because, I mean... She wasn't going to shoot him. He's God, basically, for her. Yeah. I think that also they thought... I'd be surprised if they knew that he wasn't going to die. Which, to me, is the most fucked up thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's one thing trying to convince your entire family of coincidence happening. And on top of that, once they're all dead, being like, oh, you know what? Like, actually, I kind of want to live. I'd kind of rather not do this. I'm getting second thoughts. Like, it's not right to me. I don't I'm, None of this is right, but... You know what I mean? So I think that then he put all the bodies in a pile. Because he had blood all over his shirt. And then also, how the hell, like, once your entire family is murdered. Like, we've been past the fact that this man is the epitome of a terrible human being. But the people that you have spent your entire adult life with, you just witness them all die, and then you walk out as a victim. Yeah, I don't think he had any emotional connection to them. There's the dead humans. I know. Yeah. No, that's that's psychopathy. Psychopathy, you know, and soci- sociopathy. Soci- wow. He was a sociopath and a psychopath. There we go. That's what I was trying yeah. to say. Yeah. Although I am very grateful that the death penalty, the she-devil, is, um, is, well, has been vanished, but I do think that, like, There are instances like this in which I'm like, does this man really deserve to live? But at the same time, he has to live with the guilt. He should have pleaded. Like, he should have taken an insanity plea. I don't think... No. (laughs) No. No, no, but if I were his attorney, that's what I would have said. I don't suggest that he should take an insanity plea. No, no, no. But, like, I do think that he needed help in ways that just putting him in a regular jail cell wouldn't. He needs therapy. That's what he needs. He needs more therapy than I do. (gasps) I, yeah, but it's, like, it's also, like, situations like this where I'm, like, is the death penalty really that bad? Like, is taking somebody He's that's this disgusting? so many other people's lives and, and done so many terrible, terrible things. And I would debate that he's, like, a burden to society, but yeah. I don't think that that, I do believe in rehabilitation. And although there are cases like this that make me really fucking question that, <laughs> I do, like, I don't think that he deserved the death penalty. I don't think that anyone did deserves to die especially mm-hmm. not by the state mm-hmm. anyway yeah um that kind of that being said i did want to just touch on a, on a quick little Ooh. little court case the kavanaugh thing Surprise. oh wait no first we should do sources oh, that yes. feels like an important Our thing sources. so wikipedia murderpedia abc 30 film daily yes sir and cnn4 actually what i'm about to mention so at the moment there is an ongoing case it's been going on for how many i don't know a lot about it but this this entire, like, 
debate over like the death penalty and like life sentences and all of that really reminded me of this and I try to link up what we're talking about to current events but she says after like two episodes <laughs> um but if you aren't aware there's currently a case going on which is the Jones versus Mississippi State so it's about this 15 year old called Brett Jones terrifying like absolutely scary he stabbed his grandfather eight times Ooh. um and our favorite person in the entire world, Kavanaugh. He um, he is defending the state, and he is trying to make it easier for people like Brent Jones, so juveniles basically to. Yeah, he tried it when he was easier. fifteen, but now he's he's um, older. Yeah, he's an adult. I think he just turned eighteen. Yeah. I'm not. I'm really not educated enough about this, so don't take a single word I'm saying for truth, but. He's trying to, con- like, he's trying to make it okay for juveniles to be incarcerated for, like, basically to receive life sentences without parole, which I think is fucking disgusting. Like, you're going to tell me that you never made a mistake when you were in high school? Like, you I mean, never- This is a pretty big mistake. No, 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 don't get me wrong. This is a disgustingly big mistake. And I could never, and he clearly needs help, but- I feel like he should go to rehab. Yeah, no, no, no. I that's what I'm saying. That's why I believe in like prisoners rehabilitation because first of all, it's so fucking hard for prisoners to get life after whatever the heck they've been through. But on top of that, this kid is like he was 15. Mm-hmm. Like the, he does not need to be in a jail cell for the rest of his life. He needs to be helped in ways that the penitentiary won't do. Anyway, just thought that was worth mentioning. Yeah. Um. I think that's almost that everything. That just sums up the, the whole episode. But. Yes, I did just want to shout out Collage by Max on Instagram because he helped me out a lot with the creation of the new um, podcast cover. That was called cover art. <laughs> anyway, so if you didn't notice, there's new cover art. It's really well done. Snazzy. I very snazzy. very snazzy, very swaggy. Um. But yeah, if you want to do podcast art for another episode, let me know because I like including art from other people. It makes me happy. Um, that is the end of part two. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed it. We've been here for a while. A hot minute. A hot yeah. minute. Um, Gabby? Yes? Thank you. Of course. You're going to have to come on again. I would love to. Thank you. We could talk about another club. <gasps> Fun! <laughs> That's yeah. just going to become our thing now. Oh, yes, absolutely. I can be the call person. You know what? I'm going to create, like, different series on this. Yes. I don't know what with or doing what. <laughs> but it's okay. Your one? Yes. Dedicated to, like, true crime. Thank and you. I reward you, you with that. I feel so loved. Touch. Yes. Touch. Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. Uh, thank you for listening. If you listen this far, first of all. Wow. Nice. Nice. Kudos to you, you get brownie points. <laughs> oh, the word is like bugging. <laughs> it's funny. Alright. Thank you. See you. Bye. See you next week, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Spotify, YouTube, maybe. I guess maybe trying to get it on SoundCloud as well. Yeah. Bye. Bye.